This is a Spoonyville podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. Hello, 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 beautiful people. We are back, and um, it is still June. It is still MG Awareness Month, so I'm back with more MG related topics. Um, this week I wanted to talk about my first myasthenia gravis symptom. So um, I've experienced most, if not every MG symptom there is, but I will never forget the beginning. Uh, my first MG symptom that told me like, sis, something is wrong. So let's get to it. I think I'm almost certain that my first MG symptom was actually two symptoms combined together. It was double vision and eyelids are droopy. And so I've pretty much always had great vision. Um, So the droopy lid really didn't stand out to me because again, I've always had, you know, kind of sleepy-ish eyes. But when that double vision hit, woo, it was crazy. So... I mentioned before in my diagnosis story, and if you hadn't had a chance to hear that, you can go back and listen to that. But I kind of just blew off the double vision issues thinking that maybe I was overdoing it at the gym or maybe just feeling a little dizzy for the day. Clearly, double vision isn't something that can be like swept under the rug, but it was easy to rationalize that, oh, I was just getting overheated and doing too much because it wasn't consistent. It was like intermittent. It would come and it would go. However, when that droopy lid really hit me, y'all, like really, really hit me, that is what got my attention and really, really shook me up because I'm telling you guys, I woke up one day and looked like I had a stroke. Like it was a clear difference between the left side of my face and the right side of my face. Um, Even before MG, I wasn't really a person who played about my health. And so my old primary care, not my current, but my old primary care once told me that I was a hypochondriac and I was okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, call me whatever you want, but am I okay? Am I healthy, doc? Once I realized that something was wrong with me, I immediately began seeking uh, medical detention. Let's say medical detention, medical attention. And like I told you in my diagnosis story, I saw quite a few doctors, but it was when I went to the optometrist that she was able to say, hey, one of my eyes wasn't moving. And um, that like instilled so much fear in me, you guys. I don't know why, but something about the way that she said it, the way that she delivered it, the alertness in her voice, like, oh, this is a serious issue that really, really, you know, got me, it like struck fear in my heart. You know, um, at that time, you know, I was living alone and my family really didn't see me every day. Like we talked on the phone, but they didn't see me. It's different when you live at home with your mom and she sees you every day and, you know, they kind of can pay attention to you. But when you're alone and you're kind of just doing your thing, no one really knows the differences day to day. And so I had been telling my family, oh, that I had been feeling a little off and that something was wrong, but that the doctors didn't know what it is. And I think they kind of just minimized it because here it is. Morgan just always thinks something's wrong with her because, again, slightly hypochondriac. And they just blew it off. 
But in the middle of me trying to figure out everything and get diagnosed, my family and I took a trip to Florida for my little brother's birthday party. Shout out to Pipe. And um, that was my mom's first time really being around me consistently. And she was able to see the symptoms and see me getting so tired and fatigued and see my eyes droop and me just be completely just out of it. And, you know, she broke down crying as she watched that MG symptom take over me. So like when I woke up in the morning, I was fine. I was bright eyed. I was full of energy. But maybe two, three hours later, it was a wrap, you know. Thankfully, she hopped quickly into mama bear mode because, you know, moms don't play about their cubs. And she set out to get me the best treatment ever to fight this thing. And I'm forever grateful to my mom. So, mommy, I love you so much. I don't know where I would be in this journey without you, but thank you. Anyway, sorry, you guys, if you can tell I'm a bit of a mother's girl. But so that was my story. But I also wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about just some of the most common MG symptoms. So... If you guys remember from last week's episode where I just gave a general synopsis, MG can affect any of the muscles that you control voluntarily. And some of the most common ones are in like your eyes, your face, your throat, your neck, arms and legs. So eye muscles, more than half um, of people actually say that their first MG symptoms are in the eye. So that could be, again, ptosis, which is the drooping or the diplopia. Diplopia, which is the double vision um, that can improve when one eye is open or closed. One eye is closed, sorry. Um, so when you have that, they just call it um, ocular MG. When your symptoms are just, you know, kind of just centralized around the eye, it's just ocular. And then you have like general MG or GMG, which can, you know, affect the rest of the muscles in your body. So then you have like your face and your throat muscles. So dysarthria or impaired speaking. And that's when your speech is like slurred. So it might sound like you've been hitting the bottle a little bit or it can be very, very soft or nasally. Um, Difficulty swallowing. So you just choke very, very easily. Difficulty chewing. So it just feels very, very tender, like your jaw muscles. You're struggling to chew even the softest of things. Uh, Facial expression. So you aren't really able to smile fully or frown fully or like raise your eyebrows to show full expression. Again, then you can move down to like your diaphragm and your chest muscles. So just having difficulty breathing and um, either your breathing can become like shallow or ineffective. Your airway may be blocked and it's just a whole mess. And if you are having issues breathing, this is one of the major, major um, signs of an MG crisis. And this is something that we just don't play with at all. Also, you can have issues with like just your neck, difficulty being able to control your neck up. I remember when I was on a roller coaster during that same trip to Florida and being on that roller coaster, you know how roller coasters toss you around and my little head, I could not control it at all. My neck was so sore. Uh, Legs, so you can randomly collapse, which I have had happen to me. Difficulty walking or going upstairs because it literally feels like your legs weigh a thousand pounds. Um, similarly with your arms, like difficulty lifting up your arms and picking up things, opening things, just a general weakness in your limbs. So those are just some of the symptoms. And then I just wanted to talk about like onset of the symptoms. 
Muscle weakness um, caused by MG can worsen as you use the muscle. So while you might be able to take one step, taking two or three might be a no-no, you know, because the symptoms um, usually improve with like rest, muscle weakness can come and go. So you might be like, okay, I just need to sit down for an hour or two and then you're able to like continue. However, MG symptoms can progress over time and make it worse. And they can reach their worst within like a few years after the initial onset. So I know for me, once my symptoms were going and revving, I think I probably noticed my first symptoms maybe January, February. By June of that first year, it was crazy. Like I was in that hospital almost every month. Um, And so what was I saying? Thing I lost my train of thought. Brain fog. Anyway, um, yes, I think that, you know, my MG symptoms, while they came on suddenly, at least to me, it came on suddenly. And again, they could have been slowly coming on and I just didn't notice them or I just swept them under the rug and they were just so intermittent that I wasn't able to like pay them the attention that they deserved. And I've even reflected about how I may have been able, the may have also been showing like subtle signs of MG even through childhood. And that's something that I want to talk to you guys about next week. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it, y'all. Um, my first MG symptoms were ocular, like I said, but as my MG progressed or as I more symptoms started to flare, that's when we knew, hey, this is GMG, this is general MG because it's not just centralized to my eyes. And it was just a matter of months before things got went zero to 100 real quick, you know. Now I want to talk about um, what can possibly trigger some of those symptoms. So there are a lot of things that can trigger MG symptoms like fatigue, stress, some medications, even like your menstrual cycle. Um, there are very, very strong arguments that food can also trigger, you know, autoimmune diseases. So a lot of autoimmune people, people with autoimmune diseases adopt the AIP diet. Um, to kind of because your body basically your symptoms are a reaction to something that's happening and so if you're putting inflammatory foods that are just like setting you off your body's reacting to that so it's all about kind of just reducing that inflammation and decreasing the symptoms however um I first noticed my symptoms while I was in the gym and I'm guessing that fatigue was the trigger for me but now I can see an influx of symptoms whenever I'm like stressed out or just super tired or like I said, right around my menstrual cycle. And um, personally, once you know what your triggers are, I think it's way easier to navigate or to anticipate what you're going to need. And it's easier to kind of plan out your schedule and your day and, you know, arrange your life because you still want to live your life. You know what I'm saying? You just got to make some adjustments to kind of keep your symptoms at bay. <laughs> However, I need to make sure that I'm clear on this, even when you do everything possible to kind of mitigate your symptoms and your triggers. Sometimes it's just unavoidable. You know, that is just the beast of having a autoimmune disease like it can flare up at any time. I think it's crazy to think that one symptom was the catalyst for like my whole new life, like my current life, never would I have thought that I'd be diagnosed with a chronic illness and never did I think that my life would be changed from the trajectory that I had planned on it going, you know? 
Even though the double vision was physically draining, the droopy lid was emotionally and mentally damaging. And I don't care what anyone says. You can call it vain or whatever you want. But I really started to struggle with my appearance because of that eye patch and that droopy lid because I felt like a monster. It was really, really difficult for me. I remember one of my girlfriends saying that we could be like Lady Gaga unless Badaz, she'll buy an eye patch too and um, we'll bedazzle them and we'll just go out in public like twins. And that's honestly what you need when you're something so dramatic is happening to you. You need friends that are just willing to just act crazy with you and do something in solidarity. Never mind. I mean, I thought it was foolish, but now that I'm thinking about it now, that was five years ago. I was like, girl, bye. But now I'm thinking that would have been hot and I should have cornered the market on fashionable eye patches, but whatever. Anyway, um, where was I saying? Dang, I'm really having brain fog today, y'all. Um, so like I said, I've possibly had every single MG symptom that I mentioned and the scariest of them would definitely be the uh, difficulty breathing because again, that is when, you know, you're, you know, threatened with a crisis and they want to put you on a ventilator and that's like some serious stuff, you know? <laughs> Those moments when I pushed entirely too far and I knew that I was on the edge of doing serious damage to myself involved a difficulty breathing and just a sudden leg weakness in which my legs like completely gave out on me, you know. And honestly, I've gone through a lot of phases through my journey so far, you know, with wearing the eye patches to basically being a walking pharmacy to kind of manage all my symptoms to, you know, doing IVs, uh, treatments and being a human stick pin for all the tests and the blood work to where I am today, managing my symptoms through just simple lifestyle changes and with minimal to no medications. So it has definitely been a trip, but I just want to say that to anyone who is newly diagnosed with MG, know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you can make it through it and your symptoms they suck. I'm here to tell you that they will suck, but they will not always suck. And if you need somebody to talk to or just vent to about what you're going through, go ahead and slide in my DM, send me a comment, a message, because I am here for you guys. And that is all I have to say about MG symptoms. And, you know, my first symptom, I hope that you guys kind of, uh, Got what you needed from that. No, it's all over the place today. I don't know why I'm so unfocused. I'm sorry, but I hope to be better next week. And yes, I will talk to you guys next time. Until then, be ill.